Well, good morning, Palm Coast, Florida. How are we this beautiful day? And Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas Eve, that is, to each of you. Wishing you all the very best in your holiday season. Uh, What a great time of the year. Really so awesome. And I'm so blessed. My wife loves Christmas. We had our Christmas tree up since about Thanksgiving. So, uh, hey, it's all good. We love it. And we're going to make 2024 an incredible year, okay? 2024, it's going to be positive. It's going to be a great positive year. So welcome to all of our new listeners. Um, my name is Paul Tretner. I'm a longtime resident here, a PGA member for 25 years, right here in beautiful Palm Coast. If you're new to Palm County, welcome. We got some great golf courses. We got such a great community. Um, and also to our supporters, we thank you very, very much for uh, sponsoring and for supporting our radio show. I'm very grateful to have a friend of mine in studio today. Please welcome PGA member, good friend of mine, our past CEO of the North Florida PGA. He's been on the show via phone, but now he's physically here in studio. Rich Smith, thank you for coming in, buddy. Oh, thank you, Paul, for having me. It's nice to be in the studio with you today. No One doubt. Christmas Eve of all, all days. My wife Love is uh, not very happy with me, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yes, that happens, but hey... It is awesome. Yeah, we love the Christmas season. Great time here. The weather's been fantastic. Had a little bit of rain. Hey, got some cooler weather, but we love it, and we're grateful for it. So let's get right into it. we got some good stuff to talk about. Number one, Rich, I uh, didn't even go over my notes with you, so I'm just going to surprise you with a couple things. Okay, I'm ready for it. How about Kisner? Kevin Kisner. I don't know if many of you know. Kevin Kisner looks like he's going to be doing some NBC broadcasts, and he's going to do the Century over at... You know, Hawaii, January 4th through the 7th. What a great tournament. That tournament there is my one of my favorite tournaments. You know, you're coming out of winter, per se. You're looking at beautiful Hawaii. And who can forget Tiger Woods and Ernie Els in year 2000? Do you oh, that was that? fantastic. It's most incredible. If you don't know what, we're t- what I'm talking about, what we're talking about is just that him and, and um, Ernie, Tiger and Ernie, had a beautiful duel at the end there. And they went into extra holes. And it was just amazing. Google it. You will be thankful for that. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to Kisner kind of seeing what he's doing. I don't think he's retiring from golf, but he's just going to kind of do a couple tournaments here and there. I guess, but NBC hasn't announced any permanent replacement yet. They said for two events. For two events, yeah. Right, so I I don't know if they're dipping their toe in the water to see where they want to go long term, if they're waiting on somebody else they're speaking to. I frankly was surprised Mm -hmm. that uh, Paul Azinger departed Mm -hmm. for whatever reasons he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was a decent broadcaster. I did too. Um, I did too. You know, in my mind, though, I, I'm such a older guy. No one's ever compared to Ken Venturi in the broadcast booth, uh, as far as golf commentary goes. In my mind, um, Johnny Miller was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought Paul was insightful, and he's in tune with the younger people today. Yes. And I know he works with a lot of younger players. Yes, out of concession, getting ready for Q school. Yeah. Uh, Long term, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. Kisner can still play. Yeah, I was going to say because, you know, and Kisner's caddy, who's now with Sepp Straka. Right, Dwayne Bach. Dwayne Bach. Our buddy. Our buddy. So Dwayne and I played high school golf. He's from East Hampton, Long Island. We both graduated, I think, 80. I graduated 86. I think he was 86. Man, you're really old. Yes. (laughs) I'm 55 double nickels. So anyway, it's going to be good to see Kisner. I I think he's going to be a great voice because he's not going to hold anything back. So, uh, So look forward to Kisner being part of that. 
got to go ahead and talk about this legendary, the PNC championship this year was fantastic. With all the, the and I'm going to use the word negative right now with the live and the PGA Tour, a lot of unknowns. And um, this was just a very refreshing golf tournament. Congratulations, Bernard Langer. Five times he won it. Three times with his son, uh, uh, Jason, 2014, 19, 23, and then Stefan in 05 and 06. Just an amazing feat. I mean, you know, Bernard Langer, have you met him, Rich? I've met him several times. Yeah. A nice gentleman, but his work ethic's tremendous. Yeah. Tiger even commented over yes, the weekend to some of the press about yes, he did. here's a guy in his mid-upper 60s that's still hitting the gym with routine workouts, yep. still working on his game as if he's a rookie on the regular tour. Yep. And a lot of that's key to his longevity, uh, the right lifestyle, the right diet, the right exercise. Yep. And he's still honing his craft, so to speak. He's not letting any rust get under the wheels, which, you know, when, when players segue – let's say five to six years after the transition from PGA tour to champions tour, Mm -hmm. some of them get a little bit more casual about it. And he's still on the same pace as he was when he started at age 21, 22. So, and when you look at him and and when you look at his swing, I know you and I talked about this, but his swing looks pretty much identical to what it was in 83, 84. You know what I mean? I I don't see any loss in flexibility, which is part of his workout routine. Amazing. Uh, And I do love the PNC Championship, as do many of your listeners and as do you. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate I got to work that event for really close to 10 years. It had a couple-year hiatus from its original launch. When it it came back, um, I started with them, and I worked with them through the end of my tenure with the PGA. Uh And I loved working that event. I mean, the whole week is jam-packed with – so many things for the kids yeah. and the community. It's cool. Uh, and to get to mix and mingle with the likes of uh, Jack Nicholas in the past, Arnold Palmer, sure. uh, Lee Trevino, who's played in every single PNC championship. He's the only player mm-hmm. that has played in every single PNC championship from its original launch yeah. and then its hiatus and then its, its rebirth in the last, I'd say, probably 12, 11 or 12 years now. Really cool, and he's such an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only can he play, even still at this age, even though his distance is diminished at age 86, 87. Mm-hmm. But that guy has more stories, yeah, than anybody who's ever played the tour, and he's really good at telling those stories. He told a story about Jack, and a lot of people don't know this. Jack was not a very good chipper at all. He actually, I read where Jack sometimes would putt around a bunker. And an amazing story where Lee kind of said something to him about why you can't chip. And he says, well, because I hit the greens all the time. Or something like that. Jack well, I, came back with a one-liner like that. I was going to say, if you uh, hit all the greens in reg, <laughs> chipping is not even something to think about. Exactly. So uh, kind of cool. But So a lot of people that listen right now may not know that we had hosted right here in Palm Coast three PJ Tour events. We had two champion tour events at the Ocean Course. Keith Fergus won it the second year. Bernard Langer won it the, se- uh, the, the second year. And just a, a cool story how the, the trophy that was designed was by uh, the Balaker studio, you know, Paul Balaker. Um, and the trophy was huge. It was beautiful. In fact, there's a replica at Conservatory as well as Hammock Beach Resort. But cool story where John Subers, who the tournament director, had delivered it to Bernard in Boca Raton uh, with his son personally delivered. So it was a pretty cool story with that. With that, But the PNC is something we're going to start looking forward to more and more. I mean, we already are, but pretty cool stuff. And it's not that long of a ride. So, I mean, uh, Palm Coast golf fans, if you ever want to go there, 
the tickets are reasonable. Yes. It's not that bad of a ride. It's a great complex. Yes. And I'm telling you what, those Champions Tour guys yes. uh, and LPGA, forgive me, because uh, they added them in a few years ago. It's such a family event for the players. Uh, even the ones that are not gregarious at a regular tour event are very open to photos and autographs mm-hmm. and talking with the spectators. Yes. It's probably the most fan-friendly event uh, between all the tours as far as interactions go mm-hmm. uh, and getting to see them relaxed no doubt and having not. a good time. So you invited me to do the announcements in 2014. Thank you, and I oh, did them, and awesome. I was as nervous as anyone could be here. Why were you nervous? <laughs> you do a radio show. Oh How do you be nervous God. announcing people? I was. I shook everyone's hand coming up. It was incredible experience. Uh, the following year, I followed uh, Hal uh, Ir- Irwin around. That Who did you incredible. most like interacting with as you did the announcements out of all the players? Uh-huh. So John Daly. It was the first year John and his son were there. Okay. So that was the big draw, but I know sure. Sean Passetti well. Sean was, you know, played on tour a little bit with John back in the day. Right. Uh, they traveled on a Hogan tour. Anyway, as soon as I mentioned to John about Sean Passetti, he snapped around. How is Sean? You know, so we conversed for a good 10 minutes, you know, on the first tee there. And uh, pretty cool. Pretty good stuff. Hey, real quick, a couple other little key announcements. So Louis Ustason wins um, two wins in a row. But how about this young man, this teenager from Thailand? Okay, he just – he won three tournaments in a row. He beat Hendrik Stenson by three shots, shot 64 the final day. I just think it's an, an amazing accomplishment, number one. Quick story. I wanted to tell this quick story about Hendrik Stenson. So I'm at TPC Sawgrass. The year is 2009. My son is one year old. My wife, Kim, and I are there. I've got my son holding him. And we're on in between the 11th green to the 12th tee box is about a 100-yard walk, let's say, for the players. So I'm sitting there. Hendrick gets done with 11. He comes walking up. He makes eye contact with me, walks right up to me, gives my son his golf ball. I said, Hendrick, thank you very much. He said, no problem. He walked away. I private message him. I said, Henrik, you gave me my son a golf ball about two years ago. I probably, he got right back to me. He said, thank you very much. Yeah, I told him how nice it was and so forth and so on. Anyway, Hendrik Stenson, great guy. Loved having that interaction with him with my son. And no, I don't have the golf ball anymore. We lost that guy. So anyway. Um, I will message him later and get you another one. <laughs> Let's talk about the PJ Tour qualifying, Rich. I want to I go through that because five guys got their card, and it was on Monday because we had torrential rain over the weekend, as you all know. Um, pretty good stuff. Five guys, Harrison Endicott, Trace Crow, Endicott, 15 under. So they've changed it around. A lot of people are confused about how tour players get to the tour. And it's evolved greatly. It used to be years ago, you would play six rounds and, you know, qualifying to the sixth round. Right. Now, can you can you put, explain to the people listening how do PJ Tour players get their card these days? Well, it's interesting because uh, I did go to Q School twenty five years ago. Yeah, you did. And back then, uh, it was the first year they had pre qualifying, and then first stage, second stage, and then finals. And finals were six rounds back then, right? Uh, and you used to have like the top twenty twenty five would earn tour cards. And it gradually shifted from the invention of the Ben Hogan Tour in 90, mm-hmm. and then it morphed into the Nike Tour, the Web.com, now the Corn Ferry, right. where they took away the tour cards. They were getting chopped off each year, and the number was lower until there were none. 
uh, and you'd have to go earn your uh, spot on the tour through the secondary tour. This is the first time in 10 years Mm -hmm. that they brought back for the top five finishers advancement right to the PGA Tour. Right to the Tour, right. So Mm -hmm. to me, that's really a marquee carrot that's dangled in front of all these youngsters. But, you know, so let's say that you have no status with the Tour. Mm -hmm. You're going to have an application to fill out. Mm -hmm. And not only is it about five to seven grand per uh, stage stage now, it used to be... I think it was. I think when I went, I paid five grand, and that covered the whole thing. Right. Uh, if you advanced, and mm-hmm. I shot two eighty eight and did not advance, I missed mm-hmm. the cut by like fifteen shots. Wow! So even par was not good where I was at. It uh, is just amazing, folks. To, well, to it's all putting, but yeah. uh, you know, So it, they and you have to have letters of reference that you have playing ability. You have to give me your resume. Right. Um, and you know, if you got the letters of reference and the resume and the payment, you're going to get in. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go in there and you shoot a bunch of 90s, you can't fill one out next year. I mean, you can, but they're going to reject you. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Unless you can prove that you played. But anyways, it's brutal because it is. Um, I had this conversation with my brother-in-law 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm watching golf on TV, and, you know, it was maybe 25 years ago. It was Tiger and Phil. Uh, the next weekend comes up, and Tiger and Phil are not in the field. He's like, I'm not watching. There's nobody in the field. I'm like, yeah, there's 144 players, and half of them made the cut. So the PGA Tour has 125 exempt members. Right. Mm-hmm. The world of golf is 3,000 deep amongst all the tours. Mm-hmm. And in each country of our size, U.S., there's another 10,000 that could play at that level in any given week. So <laughs> when you start off at the beginning of this, you're looking at 3,000 people to 5,000 people that might want to pursue their tour card between all the stages. Mm-hmm. And that for this year was for five spots Amazing. and like 40 on the corn Ferry tour. You look at the U S open qualifying, which is an open championship mm-hmm. open to anybody pros or amateurs, like a three handicap or less. You gotta yeah. be, you gotta have an index of 2.1.8 or something right. like that. Yeah. But anyways, they get over 10,000 applicants a year for the U S open qualifier. Yeah. And ultimately there's going to be like 35 to 40 through that qualifying. They get in Amazing. My point on this whole backstory is qualifying to go from you being a really good golfer with talent to actually being on the stage and having a chance to compete for trophies. It's tough, even if you're good. There are a lot of good players that are on the sidelines that never get their chance because that's how deep the talent is across the world, let alone this country. Uh, So let's, I'll reframe this up really quickly so we can go into your other topics. Five people got tour cards on the PGA Tour yep. on Monday. Right. Uh, and that was starting with 5,000 people Amazing. that paid their entry fee with another 30,000 behind that just in this country that in any given week, if they putt right, had Could the skills there. to be there. It's amazing. So don't ever discount a PGA Tour event on Sunday right. when you don't see the names you're looking for at the top of the leaderboard because I'm telling everybody out there, yep. everybody can play. It's any given Sunday. And frankly, it's all who rolls the rock the best and putts best that week. It's so true. You know, it's it's money, money, money to putting. It really, really is. Um, hey, we're going to take just a, a couple minute break here. You got don't go nowhere. We got some really good topics we're going to talk about here. So stay right there. We're with Rich Smith. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? 
head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. Welcome back to On the Green with Paul Tretner and my guest, Mr. Rich Smith, good friend of mine, PGA member, past president of our North Florida PGA. Just FYI, in the United States of America, there's 41 sections of the PGA of America. North Florida section is a very big section, and uh, Rich was our president there. Uh, we left uh, going to break, Rich, talking about the PGA Tour qualifying and so forth and how difficult it is and so forth. And... Uh, you know, on break, you and I were talking about uh, Tiger and Charlie. I mean, what an amazing, you know, we talked to Bernard Langer winning, but Charlie Woods, an amazing thing to see him at 14 years old playing how he is. It's been a lot of fun to see those two playing together the last three years at the PNC Championship. Uh-huh. I know that it's one of Tiger's top two events. It's probably his favorite event, mm-hmm. but I know he's got such a heart for the Masters mm-hmm. as well as the other majors. But, yeah, watching Charlie and seeing him grow with his growth spurts over the last three years is right. kind of cool. It is. It really is. And that is what is exciting about the PNC. It's uh, it's just clean. I don't know what to say. It's just fun. It's just it's it's there. It's just really an amazing um, opportunity, too, for these guys. Can you imagine the feeling? Annika and her, her kid, that was yeah, really Will. cool to see that, you know? Awesome. And really cool. So, uh, Okay, so Rich, I want to talk about your business briefly. Okay, a new a new launch that well, that, it's actually our business. It's but. our business, and I just want to take us back to April of this year when you and I drove up to the Masters, and this is where you disclosed to me your vision. And folks, when I heard this vision, it was an immediate wow. We need this. America needs this. We're not going to hit on it too much, but it's Scholar Works. And the website, scholarworks.dev, develop, D-E-V, scholarworks.dev. And, Rich, take it from here on ScholarWorks, okay? Um, and I'm just going well, I'm, I'm to give the first thing of our website, helping students earn scholarships through valuable work experience, okay? Well, thank you for that lead-in. And, frankly, uh, it's not my business. It's our business along mm-hmm. with some others. Correct. But, you know, I've noticed over – the stretch of time of my life, uh, and I'm 53, a diminishing impact on the quality of life across the board and the uh, number of opportunities that exist for our younger people. And as I get older and think about my own mortality, I spent some time retrospectively praying to find what I would do next with my professional career that really helped people on a valuable level. Mm -hmm. And I just observed life and I noticed that uh, high school kids are working less than they have in the past mm-hmm. and spending way more time on phones mm-hmm. as opposed to living life. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm proud of is the fact that from age seven to yesterday, I've been a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and all those work experiences, uh, although some were more fun than others, were valuable life experiences Correct. and lessons that I've learned from every single one of them. Correct. And our kids are not getting that opportunity like they did in the past. At the same time, 
Uh, for some reason, in the last eight years, and a lot of this might be pandemic economy related, but scholarships still exist, but they're shrinking mm-hmm. the opportunities for kids to go on and do something meaningful after school. Mm-hmm. Additionally, uh, the 30 million small businesses in the United States, which includes franchises, mom and pops, and even company-owned stores, they're having a really hard time with entry-level labor. Mm-hmm. So in riffing this through with yourself, my mm-hmm. pastor, some other friends, some other business leaders, mm-hmm. some people that run chambers of commerce, we figured we could solve a lot of these problems all together mm-hmm. and provide these kids with an opportunity. And that's where the whole thing kind of jettisoned from mm-hmm. and got started. And, uh, you know, we're off to a really nice start in getting it out there. It's a national company in the U.S., um, our internal mantra is kind of like bringing back 1950s America's values mm-hmm. to business and high school students that have been lost in the last decade or two mm-hmm. with the increasement of technology consuming all of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, get out there and do something. It doesn't all have to be virtual. It's amazing. Uh, so this basically will take – it'll kind of intertwine Chamber of Commerce's businesses and schools in each community and it will help communities how well we all been to a dunkin donuts with help wanted signs on it we've all been to a starbucks with help wanted signs on it my wife works for the city of palm coast and she knows she's a recruiter it's very difficult to find entry-level work this is an incredible opportunity I have spoke, everyone I speak with, professional level, says, wow, this is something America and we could use immediately. And it's really true. Um, on our website, again, scholarworks.dev, D-E-V, is the website. Go check it out. Um, we are, it, you know, we launched this right before Thanksgiving. Not a good time to launch a business. However, it was planned that way to kind of see the test run of how it goes. The numbers are astounding. How many businesses, storefront businesses, did you say 35 million? It's, it's, well, our count is roughly 30 million storefront businesses uh-huh. across the United States, 7,800 chambers of commerces, right. 17,000 high schools, mm-hmm. and 15 million high school students. Right. And, you know, part of this whole thing, because we provide scholarships and the businesses that interact with us provide scholarships in addition to their paycheck mm-hmm. and their work experience. I interviewed a whole bunch of high school kids. Uh, sophomores through seniors, all of which are 4.0s, have community service, extracurriculars, attend their church on a regular basis, and none of them believe that they're going to find a way to find a full-ride scholarship, and they're going to go into huge debt going to university, college, or vocational school. Mm-hmm. And I said, that just doesn't seem right, and I'm not into free handouts or government subsidies, but why should a young person, after doing nothing but school their whole life, Mm-hmm. Uh, and being good to mom and dad and Santa Claus, have to go to school for four years, six years, eight years, get their degree in their chosen field, mm-hmm. and then be saddled with fifty, eighty, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in debt. That'll mm-hmm. take them another twenty years to work off. Yeah, the way that the financing works when there's so much underutilized resources out there mm-hmm. um, through the scholarship platform of work experience that benefits the business owners and operators. Mm-hmm to have labor that's not revolving door, pre-vetted, and guaranteed for a definite amount of time. Correct. You know, all these stores I've seen them, it's not just the help wanted signs, but on their entry-level labor, and they can't really afford to go much more than that because, 
you know, if you could pay somebody one hundred fifty thousand dollars to work a register, you would have people lined up, and you'd never have an employee leave. Sure, but it doesn't work that way. Otherwise, it gets turned over to the consumer. Mm -hmm. So they need an answer to solve this problem, and And we solve it. And the answer is in a short story: it's students, you know, jumping on board from the school level. And then partner up with businesses in the local community. The chamber is basically going to be, uh, you know, facilitating that a little bit. With well, they're the a conduit and, and they're in touch with the business community okay. in their region. And they certainly see the value in the Chamber of Commerce. Correct. They're tasked by their board on providing their members beneficial data or programs. Correct. To help them be successful business owners mm-hmm. in their location. So if you're listening and you kind of understand the business, uh, you know, go to the website, call me. You've got my contact information. I am going to be reaching out to our chamber right here, here soon. You know, I know it's the holiday, so it's kind of a tough time to, to really rock and roll with this, but great idea, Rich. We just wanted to kind of launch it on this platform and, uh, and go from there. But, uh, also we got some, we talked a little bit about that. Was it last show or two shows ago, whatever it was, with our little Augusta National thing. Can can you elaborate a little bit on that, young man? Uh, yes, I will say, uh, make sure you listen to Paul's show, <laughs> the first show of January. Uh, the mm-hmm. Masters, mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's going to be a unique experience this year uh, with something that we've put together mm-hmm. from a spectator standpoint that has never been done before. It's unique. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Uh, and there are some very uh, influential, big, uh, exciting names attached to this project. Mm-hmm. Celebrities. And, and although I'm sitting here going, man, I'd love to start spilling the beans right now, <laughs> uh, I have contractual and NDA items with many of the okay. celebrities you mentioned. Sure. Which will be finalized uh, in between now and New Year's Day. Good. Uh, but once we share what's going on, uh, I think it's going to – be better than sliced bread or better than hotcakes, uh, better than making a birdie from hitting an 80-yard wedge shot after you shanked an iron. I don't know what the right analogy is, Paul. But it's going to be fun. But whenever you just say the word Masters, I yeah. get excited because it's my favorite tournament of the year. Sure thing. Uh, as a spectator, as a fan, as someone who's worked there for a stretch of time. And, again, I love the PNC Championship for one level of thing. But the Masters is just its sacred ground. It's special. Sure. So everyone, pay attention. We're going to spill the beans a little bit more in a couple weeks. Rich, a half hour goes by so fast, buddy. So we have got to end this beautiful half hour show. Everyone, thank you. So, oh, we got someone coming in. Uh, who is this? Hey, everybody, it's Santa Claus, and I just stopped in to say Merry Christmas! Ho ho ho! Kids, Palm Coast is my first stop this year. Ho, ho, ho. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF.